This Realist Podcast, episode 133, gmail.com, Instagram, Patreon, all that. Check the show notes. You check the show notes in podcasts that you um, listen to? Do I ever check them? Mm, I think I always check them. I guess I sometimes do, because sometimes it gives just like a brief summary, right? I gotta make yeah. It yeah, it usually says something. I don't know. I think I'll, most of the ones I listen to, I just press play. Like, I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. Uh, well, we will be reviewing uh, Succession uh, Season 3, Episode 1, the premiere of the best show on TV. Everyone's talking about it. Every podcast is saying the exact yeah. same thing. There are a lot, a lot of them now. Uh, yeah, there, there is a succession pod. I think it's one that's just called succession podcast, uh, that I think I listen. I know I follow the Instagram account. I don't know if I've listened to it, but before we get into that, let's get into our usual, uh, intro segment, trifling in NYC. Uh, I understand you having some static. There's the word on the street is you have static with an old woman. The word they use is static. Oh, man. Not entirely sure what that means, but why don't you tell us about it? Okay. It was uh, one day last week. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. One of the days when it was like pretty nice. Last week was actually a nice weather week here in New York. Yeah. Um, and I was leaving an, uh, one of my offices, and, it's, um, and I was walking – like from, well, okay. So I was walking from west to east on Bergen Street. I remember I was on the south side of the street and I was actually talking mm. to a friend on the phone as I was walking. And, you know, there's a woman approaching me. I'm outside, so I had my mask down, right? Because you're outside, it's the fresh air, and, you know, you're just moving. I was, I was chatting yeah. on the phone. I guess if you were talking on the phone, too. Yeah, it makes things easier you know. for me. Yeah. Um, I passed one woman without incident, and then I see, like, the older woman coming my way. I don't really think anything of it, but I'm looking at her just because I always, like, look at people as they approach. Now, she's got, like, a big stack of papers. I would estimate probably, like, 20 papers, I would say, like 20 pages, and they're folded in half so she's holding that in one hand she's wearing her mask she's walking very slowly she's an older woman um she's kind of short she just looks like like a, a sweet sweet little old aunt or maybe somebody's grandma even you know she was walking fine and i see her she kept looking at mm. me and i was like mm. i was like i don't know my, should i put on my mask why she keep looking at me right and we're getting closer <laughs> <laughs> we're getting closer and closer and um, I'm on the right-hand side, you know. I, I stay on the right, as we do here. And she lifts up her <laughs> left left hand, and she sticks up her middle finger, like, very quickly and kind of, like, timidly, but just, like, in a strange way, and says quietly, behind her mask, she's wearing a mask, fuck you, and then just keeps walking. <laughs> to you? Yeah, I mean, it was only like me. she definitely said it to you. Yeah, she looked at my face and said it. I like, and I was talking on the phone. I was just kind of confused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, it was like the she, 
Yeah. I'm thrown by the fact that you said it was uh, timidly that she did. Yeah, it. like the middle finger. It wasn't like did she a- think that you did she think that maybe you wouldn't be able to hear her? She just had to know. get it off her chest. Like I didn't get it. Like the middle finger, the way she did it. You know how sometimes people will like extend their whole arm, wave it around, put it in your face. Like she just bent her arm at the elbow, raised it up, and like very like nonchalantly stuck that middle finger up. Fuck you. It's like what? What? So then I I was kind of shocked, and then and... I turned around. <laughs> And I was like, oh. And I just watched her walk, and there was someone behind me, and this was a woman walking with the baby stroller. And I was like, well, she's not wearing a mask. Is she going to say fuck you to her? But it was, it was, she was already past her. I missed my opportunity because I was just shocked, and I walked for a little bit longer, and I looked, and I saw the woman with the stroller. I was like, I wonder if she said anything to her. But, um, yeah, it was weird. It was just weird overall. <laughs> Did you. What did you tell the person? The person you were talking to on the phone? Did you tell them? No, they didn't hear it. I just kept going. I I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say anything. I I was well. Then I started thinking more about it after I got off the phone. And I was like, like you know, that lady doesn't know me, right? Like I could have been somebody that has like an anger problem or just like she has no idea this New York City like anything could happen. I could like push her in the street punched her in the face, you know, but right. Like I just kept walking. Yeah. It, was, it, was, <laughs> yeah, it right. was just so strange. It's so weird. <laughs> hmm. Maybe that's like her thing. Yeah. Walks around yeah, that's, the street. Um, the... Flicks people off. But you assume that it was because you were not wearing a mask. Is that, I actually don't know. Is that what like, you're saying? Yeah. Uh, I thought about that for a second, but I really have no idea. I was just trying to come up with with something, hmm. you know, trying to put some kind of reason, meaning behind it. But it could have just been maybe that's just what she does to anybody, you know. Yeah, you know what I'm picturing is um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the music video for Ice Cube's uh, "Wicked." Yeah, not back in, in a the long day, time, and so. if you remember that, there's there's part of it where this little old woman who has like a like one of those carry around carts, she ro- she snatches some guy's chain and robs him at gunpoint, and she sort of slowly backs away. <laughs> you don't remember that? I do not remember that part. I do remember that. it was like black and white video, right? Was it or no? Um, I think it's partially black and white. Partially, yeah. I remember it wasn't Flea um, and they like dancing wow, around well, a lot. Was it yeah, him and uh, Anthony Kiedis, actually, which which brings me to um, the uh, one of the things I wrote down in my notes app for a trifling uh, is about. I don't know if you remember that uh, there's a bartender at local sports bar, kind of looks like Anthony Kiedis. Do you remember him? No. From when we used to go watch, um, uh, like Ohio State games. At uh, I guess I can say it's that it's that hair of the dog. Oh, okay, okay. I never. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I never put, um, you know, like put him with Anthony Kiedis. But I, I could see how someone could say that. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, he's a cool guy. Like great, great, great bartender. Uh, everyone loves him, but, but yeah, I, I was there and I asked, um, uh, the other, he wasn't working at the time, but I asked the other bartender, I'm sure he gets that a lot. Do you guys ban have a ban on red hot chili pepper song, uh, being played here? Um, and she's like, I don't know. What do you want to drink? Um, so, but that's not really my, <laughs> that's not really my trifling, um, oh, for today. Uh, my trifling involves, um, a Dwayne Reed, uh, incident that I was not part of. I just it, witnessed it. Um, but, and I, I've seen this bef- a couple times before that. Uh, so the Dwayne Reed is a, is a FedEx drop off location. Like if you're sending something through FedEx, you can drop it off there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I guess someone from FedEx comes to pick it up every now and then. Great. Um, but sometimes like, because they have to keep the packages behind the register, um, while they wait to get picked up. Um, and there's not a lot of room back there, apparently. Um, there's a size limit on how big a package can be before, like, they'll, they'll let you take it, uh, hold it back there. Like if it's too big, they won't let you keep it back there and you have to go to a different location. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, and I've seen people get upset. I've actually seen this a couple of times where people get upset. They're like, well, it didn't say anything about this on the website. And they're like, well, you know, we get a lot of packages, you know, if we hit our limit, we can't. I think they say something like, you know, legally we can't, which, or a store policy or something. I mean, the people working the register, it's not really their main job. Yeah. So they don't really care. But, but in any, in any case, this recently, this recent time I went, there's this dude who I'm, you know, I'm not going to say, well, I guess I am going to say, but I don't want to say, but I'm going to say, he look, definitely looks like the type to ask for a manager. Um, <laughs> So he was there and he was already in the middle of it. Like, so he was in line at the front and I was waiting behind and like someone was helping him and he was already in the middle of it where he had been told, he was incensed that they couldn't take his like big piece of luggage or, or something um, over there. And they're like, well, you know, there's a FedEx office um, on Houston street. It's not too far. And he's like, ah, well, it, they didn't say anything on the website about uh, a size limit, and I'm not lugging this all the way, you know, to Houston Street. I don't even know where that that is. I don't know where this FedEx office is. Um, what's going? How are you going to make this work? Like, how, how are you going to make this happen for me? And they're like, "Look, we can't." And in fact, I think he did ask for the manager because the manager did show up. Um, and again, more bickering and like the guy that who'd originally been dealing with him, he moved over to an empty register and he's like, he kind of waved me over. He's like, Hey, I can get you now. And he's kind of like, he kind of gives me a look like, you know, what are, what are you going to do? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you know, it is what it is. I start, you know, it kind of sucks, but you know. He'll, he'll wear himself out at some point. I mean, the rule, what's he going to do? Like throw the bag back there or something. Um, and so I said, I said that just like, just like, yeah, have a good day or something at the end. And, um, 
And part of the reason I, I did that was because there was an earlier incident that I had at a Taco Bell recently oh. where I wasn't asking for anyone's manager, but they got my order wrong. And when I went to like get it fixed, they were like, yeah, we're not even going to charge you for to fix it. And I'm like, what? What? How? What? <laughs> why would you charge me? Like, why are you telling me that? And then they got upset and... And then the other people in the store kind of took the guys to the cashier's side. And so I was like, okay, whatever. Um, um, so wait, 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 that's wait, part wait, of the reason wait I, a second, I... Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute yeah. here. <laughs> Sounding like you're glossing okay. over some good side commentary from other customers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So the other customers were like, they were really putting on like, Oh, and you have a blessed day today to, to the cashier who like the cashier got mad at me for pointing out or for just being, for being surprised when he said, we're not going to charge you anything extra. And, and me kind of like, like, all I was like, well, yeah, right? I was just like, well, yeah. And, and then like that they're off to the races. Oh, I thought you should have been like thankful for that. Like, Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But regardless, like the you know, as I've said a number of times, these type cashier jobs are you know they're tougher than they seem, and particularly these days with COVID, you know, I I really try to not give them any any hassle. Um, okay, that's a and, good point. You, you know, it's it's never that serious. So anyway, so I said okay. So back to Dwayne Reed. I, so I said. Now have a nice day. I went across the street to the bank um, just to get some cash. And then when I came out, uh, I saw the dude uh, who was complaining um, with his package just out on the street <laughs> looking at his phone. But I think I think about to call FedEx and give them some hassle. And um, actually, I think that because in the Dwayne Reed, he said, well, I'm going to call. They're like, maybe you should call FedEx and see what you can, they can do. And he's like, oh, I am. I am. <laughs> I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And so, yeah. So I saw him on the street and I was like, uh, I was hesitant, wondering if I should do it. Cause it's like, particularly in New York, no good deed goes unpunished. But mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. And so I went up to the dude and I was like, Hey, um, I, I couldn't help but overhear your, your conversation in there. There is a FedEx office. It's actually not really that far. It's like three blocks up and then three blocks to the right and you can't miss it and they'll definitely be able to help you out there it's really big and he's like ah well okay where is it again and he's like he's and he's like then he tries to get me on his side where he's like well you know they don't tell you and i'm like okay no i don't i don't want any of that um just like oh trust me dude you can manage it it's not really that hard Uh, guy yeah, and so uh, and so he did. I guess that's what he did. He went off in that direction. So hopefully that worked out. But yeah, I mean, it's just like I was initially like, no, I wasn't like fuck this guy, but I was kind of like screw this guy. <laughs> yeah, um, I could see that. But in the end, I was like, you know, if, let me let me try to do something decent here. That was nice of you. You see, pay like- for all the mouth. <laughs> malfeasance I've, I've engaged in my, my time in New York. That's right. You don't want that, that dear woman coming for you still. 
trying to trying to stay away from her. <laughs> Dear woman. <laughs> exactly. Or yeah, or this old woman that you bumped into, oh, flicking people off willy nilly. Yeah. Um, but what, what were you going to say? Were you going to say something? I, I have, I, I can say I've only used that service maybe twice, maybe once. It was super smooth and really much easier than I was expecting. Um, at the FedEx, mm-hmm. I mean, at the Dwayne Reed, Walgreens, whatever Walgreens, I think it was, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I actually like, he probably it doesn't sound like he handled it well, but yeah, I would have been super frustrated too if I took it there because they don't say anything about like a size limit on the package that you can take. He's right about that. But yeah, like- I mean, and it, I mean, it was it was really big. Yeah, it was a really big um, piece of like it wasn't. I wouldn't even call it luggage. Like it was like like a hard case, like a hard plastic case, mm. but like the size of like whatever the biggest piece of luggage is. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So I, I get in being annoyed, but um, anyway, let's, let's segue on to the main event. Uh, succession is returned. We, uh, we, we set aside a special day to record slightly off schedule just to, just to make sure we got it in right away. Um uh episode one uh you know i'll say initial impressions yeah they're back but as good as ever no dip in quality they are. you know as far as i could tell a lot of a lot of intrigues is set up a lot, a lot some of it paid off from the cliffhanger um at the end of season two um and i was wondering if they were going to do like any kind of time jump but no like it starts like a couple minutes after what we saw at the end of season two. Yeah, that was, um, um, that was, yeah, that was good. Actually, that, I was a little surprised by that, but I was like, Oh, okay. Once I, once I realized it, then yeah, it made sense to me. I, I liked it like that actually. Yeah. Um, what, what, what were your initial impressions just overall? Um, initial impressions would be it really picked up right where it left off. So I did, I guess, leading up to this premiere, I probably like in the last month, I rewatched all of, I think, one and two, um, but definitely just finished oh, two, wow. I think, on Friday. Watched the finale, or maybe even Saturday, Friday, Saturday or Friday. I watched the finale and again. And I was like, oh, "Okay, now I'm ready." I was like, "I gotta be ready for Sunday night." But um, <clears throat> it really feels like exactly the same. Like nothing's changed. I don't know. Yeah, like I guess they won't be incorporating COVID into the season. It seems like at all, which is fine for me. But um, yeah, they really like they hit the ground running. Like it. it it didn't, nobody seems any different. It's not one of those shows where like somebody comes back in a new season and they have a new haircut or like they're really buff or anything like that. It's just like they <laughs> literally like picked up right where they left off. Everyone looks exactly the same. And it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Considering the, the delay um, because of COVID, like it was pushed back a year. So it's been two years since, 
uh, the end of season two. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad, I guess, that they didn't do the time jump because I guess we're really going to see all the, the inner machinations that, you know, Kendall and Logan are going to do as, as this war is kicked off and people are reporting to their action stations, <laughs> which I noticed that um, both Kendall and Logan says they both were like... Okay, action station. Oh, that's good. I missed that. Um, I, didn't, I didn't notice that. I think I heard Kendall say it. He's... Yeah, there was there was definitely uh, you know I assume that's intentional um, thematic thematic mirroring because I mean that one's pretty obvious action stations. But it was interesting like when Kendall was uh, early in the episode when Kendall was in the car with Carolina and Greg mm-hmm. uh, and they're going back to the office. He is like, Carolina, I got to know if you're with me or against me. And he's like, he uses this really weird metaphor that the show is, is known for and they're, they're great at. But it was like, I can't have you being the weevil in my bag of flour, you know? And, you know, it's, which is like, yeah, I can't, you know, have you here like, you know, instigating or putting any negativity out. But shortly thereafter, when Logan called, Kendall, uh, he mentions, I'm going to grind your bones to make my bread. So you see the flour, bread. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, I think they, and they, uh, my assumption is they do that, you know, there's the mirroring, but, but I don't know. It's kind of cool, like to show that Kendall is truly Logan's, you know, his father's son. Um, He clearly had an influence on him, but it's like he took a different fork in the road and he's, you know, at the very least, he certainly thinks he's on the righteous path here. He, he mentions it a couple times. Um, but, yeah, what did you think about, like, it was, I mean, the tension of that last scene in the end of season two was crazy. And they, they did sort of even it out pretty nicely. But I don't know. What did you think about the initial stuff with the phone calls and Kendall leaving the, that building where the press conference was? Um. I, I think I was initially I was a little a bit jarred because like we said like I didn't know where they were gonna pick up and I was like oh this is like right after I was surprised that Carolina was still around um, and also it, I guess it's Why? because she um, yeah you know I I I think it's because what he did made it seem like he should not be having any association with them, right? If you come out and basically, like, it's, it, he's essentially being a whistleblower right now, right? So if, if you're doing that, right. why mm-hmm. are you still, and I think Carolina pointed this out when they were in the company car, like, why are you using the company car? Why are you going to the office? Like, why are you doing all these things, still associating yourself with the company that you're now testifying against, Right. That, yeah. that was the part. That I mean, I guess it's because he he sees himself, he still sees himself as an employee there. And yeah, like you say, a whistleblower. Like whistleblowers don't necessarily want to lo- lose their jobs or leave the company. You know, oftentimes they are sort of forced to, uh, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, he said, I mean, I guess the implication is that he would be fired, but they never made it explicit. Um, although he did have to set up shop at, you know, his ex-wife's, you know, as a, you know, temporary office space. 
Yeah, and that was but, because, yeah, like, I mean, to your point, why would why would he like? I guess this is just uh, like I guess his certain blindness and maybe a certain arrogance on Kendall's part, where <clears throat> excuse me, he still he like he was going to the office, like like he didn't get it that he could make a statement like that and have it be all good and just show up at the office. No, you can't say that and go back to work. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely telling the line of like arrogance or naivety, I guess. Yeah. And it was interesting to see that, that Greg, at least he said like Greg didn't know that he was going to do this in advance because again, going back to the end of season two, they there were some shots where they sort of exchanged glances in a way that I guess would lead you to believe that he was in on it, or at least he knew at that point. But I don't know, him saying to Carolina like that that he didn't, I, I mean, I think it rings true because he wouldn't really have a reason to lie to her. Yeah, Greg wouldn't have a but, reason to know, lie like, at that point. And then, yeah, and even if he did, I think Kendall probably would have said something, but then I'm thinking, yeah, you're you're right. I thought there was like some eye contact at the on the season finale, and like they had something going on. So, so then I guess I don't know, like what Kendall is really banking on if he doesn't know that Greg still has those like a few stolen documents. Like, is he just gonna roll with the testimony as his main source of evidence here? Like his own testimony? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess he's going to have to. I guess, you know, he's got this top tier lawyer involved. So there could be, there should be some discovery. I mean, yeah, I, he's going to be locked out of the computer systems like immediately. Uh-huh. Um, I think the Greg documents are pretty serious. And I would have to imagine that he knows about those. Um, but maybe not. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we go from that to Logan on, on the boat or no back in, I guess they're still in Croatia, um, from that vacation and him trying to like feel everybody out to see if anyone was in on this with him. He, he actually calls Kendall and he's like, gives him a chance to walk it back, which I guess tells you, tells Kendall that, you know, he's afraid on some Uh level. Um, and we, I mean, we saw that because this is jumping ahead a little bit, but like, yeah, he wouldn't even go back to the U S because, which was a little surprising because, um, yeah, he is. So to say he, he only goes to countries that don't have an extradition agreement with the U S which was surprising because it's like, well, even if the government gets involved, they're not going to be moving that quickly. Like you would still have a few months but maybe he's like, well, they might confiscate my passport right away. I, I don't know. What was your read on that? No, that's that's a good point. I was surprised he made that decision and action like so quickly and so early on in the process. Yeah, because they haven't even... Okay, maybe he can see the writing on the wall, and maybe he was thinking, if I go back, they'll start the investigation, and right, like you said, maybe they'll seize it. But they really like don't have anything solid and they don't even like department of justice didn't even say they're even going to open a full investigation yet. Right. Like it's just, yeah, it was, it was surprising too, that like the lawyer 
that Kendall got, like said, one of her first questions was like, you know, has the Department of Justice contacted you yet? And it's like, it, it was literally earlier today that he did this. Like, government, I mean, it. I get the Department of Justice is the top tier, but they, they, I can't imagine they move that quickly, but I, maybe they do. I, I, I and in any case, it do. seems like he could approach them. Oh, yeah, good point. He, could, he can go the other way. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was a, a bit of a rash move by Logan. It makes it, I mean, I don't, yes, everyone will figure out where he was where he is and then i guess they'll make their assumptions and conclusions from there but yeah i thought it was like a little a little too early to make such a bold move like all right i'm not going back right now um yeah but it it made for some you know made for some good dialogue some good comedy on the on the tarmac frank was like they i got fired i got rehired he got fired he got promoted he got hired Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was that's another. It was good to see like the show's like sense of humor back. Like when Greg, when Kendall like puts him in charge of like his I don't know gauging public interest or public yeah interest in the case. And like one of the things he's like he's like okay, I'm on your Twitter account. Oh, the Pope just followed you. Oh wait, I'm not sure if it's the real Pope. Um, what? And then he starts like. Di- like dithering on it and it's like and Kendall I think Kendall I saw him roll his eyes um but yeah that like the bluntness with which that they talk to each other too like particularly the, the people who are with Logan at the moment um was pretty great yeah um yeah. and we got Kendall well we got Kendall making a really dark joke that only the audience would get when he says who said I never killed anyone? I, I tell you what, that smile was you know, too big and for that, my comfort. I was like, you don't, you don't even be smiling that big with this joke, buddy. <laughs> what do you mean? He was just like too happy with that joke. But I was like, that's the truth. You did. This is it's like Kendall is off yeah, the hook right now. He looks now. like a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess they have to sort of remind people about that um, because, I mean, that's the – is that the biggest, you know, card in in Logan's deck that he could play at any, po- any point? Like, is that his Uno what, – what is oh, the card? What's the best card? Draw Uno? four. Is that like pick up four? Yeah. Draw four, yeah. Um, I guess it, it has to be, right? And that's – I, I – really have been one of the things I've really been looking forward to is to see how they're going to deploy it. Cause uh, they're, they have to get into it at some point this season. And I, I'm sure that scene and that storyline when it comes are, are going to be pretty breathtaking. Like, and, and that's, that's another thing with this. If I had to critique it, this episode uh, at all, I would say that it was largely, kind of like setting up the the what's the metaphor setting up the the chess pieces like making sure we know where everybody is getting everyone back on track kind of a refresher there is the whole stuff with um with choosing a ceo that that came back again where it's like oh okay come on we you know we spent a lot of time on this uh on season two um but 
still it like and the, yeah, that's the thing. There were no shocker moments, you know, like at the end of the very first episode in season one, you know, Logan has a stroke at, at the end of the episode. Um, and then we have the season one finale where Kendall was involved in killing that kid. And then we have, you know, the season two finale. Like there was nothing on par with that in this episode. Not that there needed to be. Yeah, there was, there was nothing like that, but yeah, I, I think you're largely right. It was just putting, putting all the pieces back out, you know, onto the table and then setting the sides. Like I don't, um, I'm trying to think back. I would have to look it up. I'm trying to remember like the marketing material and the pictures. I feel, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like in the marketing, they had Tom on the side of with Kendall though. Right. Cause it was like, Greg. Yeah. Greg, I think Kendall, you're, you're I feel like Tom was talking there. about that poster. Yeah. You're talking about that poster that had like, yeah. Um, Kendall and his people on one side and Logan and his people on the other side. And I think you're right. Cause I, yeah, I noted that too, that it looked like Tom was on Kendall's side. Um, which I mean, that guy will kind of go wherever the wind's blowing. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I think him and Shiv and Roman are really scared that this could be like, he could be completely fucked here, but you know, as you know, in that little mini conversation that, that I think Carl and Frank were having where they like went through this laundry list of all the big scandals that they had in the past. And like, even though we haven't heard about them before, they're just the way they describe them. They sound really awful. <laughs> it's like one of them was like, yeah, the, the black cloud of the, under which like Sheila left. Or, or something yeah. like that. They all sounded awful. And I thought that was like another comedic moment, but then it was also like, maybe, trying to say like look there's all this shit that the company's been through before and it's still here so like this too shall pass like something's gonna happen there'll be a consequence ship's right. gonna still keep sailing after this yeah i mean that's the thing with like you know a big company like this like you know the the um sort of obvious corollary in the real world would be news core um, which yeah has had many scandals. Um, the the biggest one recently, I think, was there was uh, some reporters for some newspapers in Britain were hacking into celebrities' phones to get dirt on them and then blackmailing them. Um, that's pretty huge. But you know, News Corp is still yeah. around, still going strong. So you know, the company in any case is probably going to. Yeah, I agree. It it will outlast you know shenanigans with Kendall and and Logan, but. Yeah, in the meantime, um, but uh, yeah, let's see what else do I what I write here? Uh, Logan, um, really getting off some insults on uh, on poor old Roman. I uh, I wrote down he he called him um uh, a tumble dumb dick, and at one point he was like, um, Roman asked if he could ride with him. He was like, "Do you want to suck my cock?" Oh, oh, <laughs> he slams a door in his face. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was yeah, a and that's and, and while while we're on Roman, it was like I was really surprised too that he was really a serious contender to be CEO. I mean, I get that he's you know the son, but they kept citing his experience uh, as a reason to to give him the CEO ship, 
Like, what? What experience? Blowing up a rocket in Japan? <laughs> that little like crash course he went. He went on at the theme park. I mean, I mean, he's. He... What do you think? Who do you think should be should? Who do you think should be the CEO? Um, I think they made the right decision with Jerry for now. Um, I I think that that Roman they do keep throwing him his name in there seriously, but you know he when he does get serious and and like analyze things and give advice, it you know Logan tends to follow it, and he actually listens to him. Like with you know if you think back to season. I want to say one, even with the Volter thing, like he went with his opinion of Volter over Kendall's assessment of Volter, you know, after mm-hmm. Volter kind of screwed them over the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And now that I think about it, he also was the one who said that they shouldn't do the deal with the, um, the Middle Eastern yeah, family. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. Logan, Logan followed his advice there as well. Hmm. So, so, so Roman, like Roman has, yeah. you know, he's shown it. He's shown that he could do it. Is he ready? Probably not. But his name keeps getting thrown up there just because I think um, Logan really wants to keep it in the family, right? Um, as, as much as he can. So, but I, I do like the choice of Jerry for the moment, for the time being. I mean, it's not like Logan said, he's like, uh, you know, I'm still going to be here pulling strings and doing stuff, but it just needs to be somebody, somebody else out front for now. Um, and poor, poor old Roman, yeah. you know, basically disqualified himself as soon as he said, "If not me, then Jerry." He said, like, "You know, just that." I think that was the. Oh man, what was what was the phrasing he used at the end of season two when he was when he told both of them that they didn't have it? Like he. When Logan, he said something to Shiv, like she, when she oh. basically like saved Tom and lost the CEO position, and then he said some shit to Kendall too, mm-hmm. and then Kendall turned around and flipped it on him in the press conference. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't remember the exact. I think he was like, I think he said something about um, you don't have the killer instinct. Or yeah, something? I think. I Is think that, that was to? it, right? And so then basically he saw that in Roman when Roman was like, you know, but yeah, like. Man, Roman switches up so quickly sometimes. He's like so timid. And like, <laughs> like doing all his weird shit. He was extra timid. <laughs> he was really timid in that phone conversation uh, where he was like flip flopping on, yeah, it could be me or it could be Jerry, but uh, you know, I love Shiv, of course. I love her like a sister. <laughs> I was watching. I was watching it with closed captions on, and it said, I think it even said, like, timid laughter or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jerry seems like the, the most reasonable choice. I think him ruling out Frank just because he can't trust him at all, I, th- I think is maybe a little short-sighted. I don't know. He really does um, not. Because Frank is back on He did betray him. He did betray him, but he is, he does seem like he's fully back on board, I think. He seems, he seems like it, but yeah, he definitely doesn't trust him. I think, is that why? I thought initially that he pointed at Tom, but I guess he must have been pointing at Frank. I changed it because I was taking my notes when they were on the tarmac when he was dividing up the team, like, you, you, and you, you coming here. But he did 
point to somebody and was like, you're coming with me because I can't trust you. And I think at first I thought it was Tom, but now yeah, I think that it was, was Frank. That was yeah. Frank. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's tricky. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they spent, I would say maybe a little bit too much time on like rehashing the, the CEO uh, conversation. Although I, I do think it benefited in that it helped introduce us to this new character. Um, what's the Lisa? lawyer's name? Is it Lisa? Or Lisa, Laura? I think it is. Abrams. Lisa. Abrams? Yeah. Abrams. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but it was, it's a good introduction for a new character. Um, you know, she seems pretty interesting. Um, the way she was really serious about, you know, you know, even if she compartmentalizes her friendship with Shiv, she still can't help her in any way. And she doesn't say it in any kind of vindictive way. Um, but of course Shiv is very upset and lashes out, starts throwing papers around, (laughs) spits on the ground. I mean, basically she didn't actually do any of that, but, um, but yeah, she was, she was hurt. And I actually kind of felt hurt for her because it does feel like a betrayal from a friend. I mean, we've never seen her before or heard it, but you could, I don't know. Wait, what did what did you read um, on, on that whole thing? First, I I know that she went in there, and I don't even know if she actually did. She start by talking about her dad, or did she start by trying to save herself? And then did she even mention her dad? Um, or she was just like, "I can't take your case." So right from the job. There was a quick comment that Lisa made at the beginning where she's like, um, I assume you understood our position from the note, the email that I sent or something like that. And then, you know, she, and Shiv is pretty good at this where she's like, she's like, yeah, 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 no, I got that. But I'm not even really going to do that. And then she goes into this long winded thing and then turns it back around to try to get her way. And it seemed like she was maybe going to do that, but it also seemed like she was genuinely concerned for herself and yeah, like she's look, I mean, if I had a best friend who's a, like the best lawyer in the world, I, I might come to them for advice every now and then. Um, Yeah. Like she's, she's kind of screwed. Honestly, like this was, I think at this point she should just be like, I'm out. Cause she was never, she's never fully in. Right. And she's got she's got her dad, and she's mm-hmm. got Tom, and she's got the connection to Kendall. Like all of that stuff could have a huge impact on her. Even though she really doesn't. Well, I guess she was involved with. Well, you know what? She did a little bit of potential witness tampering. Yeah, she's kind of screwed now too. If that does. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, I'm remembering things. Uh... Yeah, yeah, she's, that's right. She's got yeah, some if, if that yeah. comes back, she's uh, she's got some problems. I and it's yeah, and and the weird thing is like it seems like at this point it's it's pretty clear to everyone internally in that Logan's little group there that it's just going to be ceremonial and so and and temporary. So. I was like, why does Shiv want this so much if she knows that? Like, is it just to have the title and just to be top dog? Is it about getting her, her dad's approval? Uh, maybe a, a mix of all of this? Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, why not, you know, honestly, for 
even for Roman at this point, like, I mean, I guess he, he's, it seems like he's not going to get the approval, but like, he is relatively clean in all of this, right? He could just step out and be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm just going to be like Connor and do my own thing and chill with my millions of dollars. Right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Roman really wants his yeah. dad's affection, though. Like, that's that's pretty clear. He's just like, um, he's, uh, yeah, he's really nervous every time. He tries to help. He loves when, you know, he does come up with an idea and his dad, like, you know, is like, yeah, that's a good one. And, like, he really lights up. And, you know, he got, tries to, to go celebrate with Jerry by coming on to her in, like, the weirdest <laughs> the weirdest way imaginable like his lines were like pervy but still kind of really playful and i don't know like potential like harassing i guess in a way although she's obviously they've had you know some form of intimacy i guess i don't know if you could call it sex um <laughs> um and he but he was he was being pretty pushy, but you know he didn't grab her or anything, and he did back off eventually. But yeah, it felt skeevy. But you know, pretty much everything he does feels a little skeevy. Yeah. <laughs> it it does a little bit. I thought it was he he definitely like it was it's yeah it was interesting because like his his sexual desire immediately was replaced with him being like oh shit yeah I got this news now I can like stick it to Shiv. Yeah, yeah, forget about the sex. Now I can tell her that she didn't get it and it's going to be Jerry. (laughs) It's like, this is even better. Yeah, the way (laughs) that he relished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, this is better than sex. Oh, yeah, fuck all that sex shit. I don't need to ever have sex again with this news. (laughs) This news that I can drop on Shiv. Exactly. So, yeah, they've got such a screwed up relationship and did you... And also, like, there were a couple interesting things. Like, in the beginning, when the two of them were chatting and just trying to, like, everyone's just, like, playing this big game, right? They're all feeling each other out. And they're both scared to say how they actually felt. And they were just like, "Mm, maybe Shiv's going to say first, or Mm -hmm. maybe Roman's going to say first. And they just, like, yeah, complete lack of trust with them. But then, you know, then Shiv was lying later to Tom. Tom asked her if Kendall called. She was like, "No, but did he call you?" And Tom, I mean, did he? We didn't see him call Tom. I don't see. He doesn't even really like Tom. And why would he need Tom? Tom is like the number one problem, like the poison. Yeah, <laughs> Tom's a yeah. He's a poison. He's a bit of a wild card. He's clearly or probably pretty loyal to Shiv. In any case, he's sort of like her little puppy dog. Um, so yeah, I doubt he called him. Um, but yeah, I guess we can. And then I guess the final part of this, at least on Kendall's end, was you know him setting up a war room again. Like his ex-wife is surprisingly cool with um <laughs> with with him coming in and taking over her home uh, to do to wrangle all this shit, like basically all day and probably for the next couple weeks too. Yeah. Right? I was surprised. You know, why didn't they just go to Greg's apartment? Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I think it may be something to do. Like, I didn't quite catch. There was some issue with security. Like, there was 
there looks like some security dudes outside of both Robert's uh-huh. building and her door, and it wasn't clear if Kendall had hired them or if they've always been there or if they're provided by Waystar. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a pretty big disruption, and presumably when the kids come home, you know, wherever they are, um, yeah, you know, that's gonna just ratchet up the stress level for everyone. Um, but you know, it is, you know, it's nice of her. She clearly has some affection for him still, even though she's pretty dead set on never getting back together with him. Oh yeah. That seems, um, yeah. But sure thing. Yeah. It was some, <clears throat> and it was some great acting from her, uh, as well. Just like towing the line of like, you know, being probably really scared at what he did probably a little angry that he's imposing on her, but like, again, still wanting to help him because, you know, you know, in the back of all of this is like, he is actually trying to do something really yeah. good. Yeah, it's true. Um, grant, you know, granted some of his motivation is probably just sticking it to his dad and showing him up. But, you know, if there's a benefit, you know, in the long run for society, then, cool you know yeah i i would i would agree i mean i think he like he's you know this is kendall like getting wild like hyping himself up like trying to be like maybe like a little little too righteous talking over people not listening to the pr people he hires like just just doing all types of of kendall kendall oh yeah what was that That is so disrespectful, and like it, def- yeah, it did remind me of him trying to impress, or him trying to be cool with the Walter guy, and also I think in season one, oh, there man, was these that two, was two young that ladies. Was the that, one. that was really cringeworthy. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean the first, I think the first scene of the first episode is him in, certainly the first appearance of Kendall is him in that in the town car, like listening to rap music, trying to pump himself up, um, for a meeting. Yep. Um, and you know, it's good. It's good. You know, whatever to, it's good. He has the confidence, you know, after everything he's been through, like having a major falling out with your dad is pretty big for, for anybody under any, any normal circumstance, you know, if, you know, your dad is just like someone working at FedEx and dealing with asshole customers that want to come to see the manager. It's like they came just to talk to the manager for some reason. Like, what the fuck? Get off my back, dude. <laughs> they just needed to see that manager. But to have your dad, um, <laughs> have your dad in this kind of position at Bauer, who is, you know, is ruthless and has billions of dollars at his disposal. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. So he, it seems like he's keeping it together pretty well. You so think he's far. high right now? He he looks completely like manic. Like he's out of control. He's yeah. acting like it. He's definitely acting like it. So, but uh, usually they'll show it if he is doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. With him, they they usually do show it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and I think, though, since this is all basically set in the course of, like, that same day, 
Uh, and he did that press conference like right after he got back from Croatia. So I doubt he'd even have time to get, well, what, what am I saying? He might have stuff all over his house, uh, you know, who knows, but, um, yeah, if I had to say, I would guess, no, I think he's riding like this high of like this, like, he's like, yeah, I fucking finally did it. And it's, you know, it's cool to have those moments, but then, yeah, like you got to deal with the nitty gritty. Like it's just life doesn't just stop at that point. You still got to deal with life. Yeah. And the consequences of your actions. <laughs> let me, let me see what else did I have on here? I had, Oh, I did. Li- I- <laughs> um, Oh, I got, well, my last note is, um, what the, f- what the, hold up. What, what, what the fuck was Naomi doing there? Getting all comfy. It is in her boyfriend's ex house, ex wife's house. That she's just like ordering Greg around. Open that bottle of wine. Yeah, that's the good bottle. That's why I want it. <laughs> Damn, coming in with the wine glasses. It was, and she didn't even apologize. That's what I didn't like either. Like it, it was, it was super awkward. Yeah, yeah she, she didn't. She, yeah, it is. I mean, Kendall's not exactly a man of the people, but he is kind of, he kind of is. And like for her to just like, I probably, it probably didn't even occur to her that, that, you know, it, yeah, a nice fancy bottle of wine at someone's house. Maybe I should ask. And then when Rava was like, no, 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 enjoy it. Enjoy it. Like really passive aggressive. She did. I doubt she even registered that. Like she might literally not be aware. And it's kind of, a little surprising that um, Kendall's attracted to her, but um, I mean, she's yeah, hot, I will. So. I mean, yeah, it was surprising. I was, it was all part of his, um, Rava's apartment cringe fest from Kendall when he was like, "Can I invite? I invited Naomi. I invited her over." <laughs> I was like, "Come on, man! Like you're you're doing way too much right now." Like that for me, that was the final straw. I was like, "No, like you can't." Do you? Hey got to get it together right now why what what's he your issue with that he, he can't focus this is his problem right now like i don't know what what's going on like he was trying to show off to rava he's like mm. did you see it did you watch it i, I kind of did it for you guys and i was like what you haven't even talked about them in, in like three-fourths <laughs> of a season and then he he looked kind of disappointed when rava was like nah i didn't i didn't watch it <laughs> i heard about it like, no i didn't watch anything <laughs> she's like yeah you know i heard something about it is that why you're here by the way <laughs> oh okay yeah i guess i okay that makes sense oh yeah um yeah she didn't watch it yeah i don't know like he he's he did say to her like he's like look i don't have any other options i can't go to anywhere rate waystar and he might actually have a legitimate concern that his apartment is bugged too just just from the um you know the stuff in the early part of season two where they were just kind of really keeping an eye on him Hmm. okay that's that's true i didn't think about that yeah Yeah. hello yeah i'm here you can hear me oh Oh, man oh yeah i think uh i think there might be a a delay again i can Can hear hear me now yeah Oh God! Why did this happen? Oh, uh, we were almost done. You can hear me. Or no? 
I can't hear you. Uh, sorry, listeners. I'm texting with Justin. I can hear you. Um, well, Justin, I'm not going to be able to hear you, but why don't you wrap it up for us? Wait. Because oh, yeah. okay. uh, I cannot hear you at all. All right. We can. I, th- I think it's good that we got Okay, this far. We, we made it pretty far, um, so. Sorry, listeners, I'm texting Jay to. to so do we're this. finishing up here. Uh, um, I mean, you know. We are having, we're having some technical difficulties. difficulties. I'm going to wrap this up. So this was. Apologies. You know, episode 133, Visceralist Podcast. We, uh, season three premiere of Succession. We're back at it, you know. Make and sure. Sorry, eat listeners. Green. Check in. <laughs> check in next time. <laughs> Yeah, okay.